Hello and welcome to the IDL. My name's Nick and this is Gluttony and Earth. This guy, he knows how many bumps are on a basketball. It's Kyle. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fucking boost your audio <laughs> so much. Uh, uh, he just bought the wrong kind of light bulb. It's Adam. Light bulbs are unnecessarily confusing. Yeah. Uh, he knows every Gatorade flavor by name. It's Baka Zombie. Um, Frost is the only one you have to worry about. Yeah. And he hand carves self portraits out of bars of soap. It's Kane. I'm going to take a pillowcase and fill it full of bars of soap and beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> well, it'd be, it'd be fill it with like uh, little bars of soap that are look identical to you. Yeah, <laughs> like little self portraits. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty big, so it wouldn't be a lot of whittling. I feel like the energy is a little bit... We're, uh, behind the scenes, we're recording at a very early time compared to normal, so you know, the energy's a little bit down. So I think now more than ever, we need to get into that bounce. <laughs> Raise, lift you up, hoist you from the pits of tiredness. Uh... My question, I guess, today is, have you guys ever had one of those moments uh, in life where it, it's like a don't meet your heroes type of deal? Where you like look up to someone and then you meet them and it's like, oh, no, not like, do you mean like meet them in real life or just like you yeah. realize, oh, no, I don't yeah, yeah, like an actual meet your heroes thing. No. Because I always, I mean, there's always a chance, uh, especially with, like, the cycle in which things go on the internet, where, like, you're like, oh, I really like this person. And then, like, a week later, you're like, oh, that's a milkshake, Doc. <laughs> that's a, that uh, guy <laughs> was an abuser or a scam artist. But, no, I mean, like, actually, like, meeting, meeting them to find out the hard way. No, I don't. No one I would consider like I don't want to say idolize or anything like that I haven't met any of them or if I've seen them in person they're still chill like they're still cool so because like I went and saw the NADPOD live show and like it was just as great it was just like being there and they seemed very cool and very fun <laughs> nice good for you Kane good for you well <laughs> <laughs> that's aggressive there I'm sorry I did take a flight to go see him it's not like they came to my house <laughs> uh, I've been pretty sheltered for a good chunk of my life so uh, the the only heroes I guess I've met were like a few professional athletes and uh, thankfully they were all like fairly elderly so they were just like Oh, very nice to meet you, Sonny. Yeah. They already <laughs> wore down their bodies too hard that they couldn't be like a ego trip. Yeah, because most of them wore like leather helmets. Yeah. That kept their brains mm. safe. Yeah, real real safe. Yeah. They were that's real the, I mean that's the before that. Yeah, like back then that's all you really needed was leather helmets. Yeah. Uh I mean aliens I mean, sure now you need tinfoil, but the <laughs> 
back then aliens couldn't get past leather and it was all yeah the alien leather. technology hadn't advanced enough yeah. to go past leather <laughs> i don't even know if, i don't even know if they had tinfoil back then that's a legit like i don't know if they did oh, that is that's actually a pretty good question i don't know that's... i don't know the history of tinfoil <laughs> <laughs> uh baka do you have do you have dreams <laughs> do you have people you you've looked up to really just put you down <laughs> no no <laughs> uh i remember i met uh shady penguin who was a pokemon youtuber mm-hmm. as a he was commentating at one of the tournaments i was in and talked to him and that was cool oh nice Nice, uh, nice. No, I haven't I haven't been let down by my heroes that I met in person. <laughs> There's the obvious the internet ones where you're like, oh yeah. Whoops. Yeah. But yeah, that's not, I mean like, that's that actually think, meeting them. That I think the internet now is like the age of don't meet your heroes because <laughs> you collab with someone once and then two weeks later uh you have to distance you have to delete every video they were ever in. <laughs> <Yep>. Uh <laughs> Kyle no next question <laughs> next question do you have heroes do you like do you have like people who are like oh I, I really like their style I like their shit I would meet them someday no <laughs> don't want to meet anyone don't don't want to meet them or don't have heroes no <laughs> for the curious household tinfoil 1920s Oh fuck! Oh no! Yeah, they were so, they were, they were after tinfoil. Yeah. They, they could have they could have put their tinfoil on. Yeah, if they did the tinfoil, they would have got so much CTE. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, had a very early on moment in my life where I learned not to meet your heroes. Uh, it was in sixth grade because uh, I really was art was like the thing I was like focused into what I wanted to do with my life. And we, our elementary school, got uh, Mark Kistler from Mark Kistler's Imagination Station. Uh, it was a PBS program uh, about this guy who was teaching kids to draw. And I fucking loved the show. And when we got that, was so fucking fantastic for me. Also, uh, at that, I was doing child labor at that time, too. So uh, I would, like, work with the janitor and I would help, like, because I don't like going outside too much. So I would help, like... I get paid to like clean up the cafeteria and stuff like that and set up things. So I was helping set up stuff. So Marcus, I got to see Marcus early and I was like, I uh, foolishly went up to him, a brave, shy six, uh, sixth grader, Nick went up to him and it was like trying to tell him uh, how much I loved his show and how much like how big fan I was total fucking asshole to me. <laughs> like he did not want to interact with, kids it didn't seem like he wanted to interact with kids at all which is why they like looked up his wikipedia apparently since before he was 18 all he ever wanted to do in life was teach kids how to draw and like that was a big milestone of what he kept wanting to do fucking interact with me totally is like biggest like brush off like i don't i don't want to fucking talk to this kid type deal ever i was like oh okay never mind not watching this show again <laughs> this guy's an <laughs> asshole uh so i learned pretty early on that uh everyone you look up to will disappoint you Speaking of disappointments, let's hit up that recap. 
So last time, the crew said their goodbyes to Gunu and made their journey into the water and through the portal at the bottom of the lake. The portal first leads into this rocky tunnel, but after several minutes of crawling and swimming their way through this, uh, they find themselves finally at the end of it and it arrives into this palace. Uh, the palace has seen better days. It looks as though ev there's large patches of coral that have like um, formed on the hallways here. And it seems as though they learned that any of the areas that are like near the coral have these pockets of air. They don't necessarily need the air right now because of the uh, Thelm's bubble and the air, uh, air bubble spell that they're all under. However, what it does show is that anytime there's not the coral nearby, it's water. The whole place is submerged otherwise, and it seems as though it's covered in grime and algae and barnacles, and it it's just this this very and, and it's maybe because there's these soft glowing stones of green that line the hallways, giving a low light, and it's just this green, dingy looking atmosphere uh, in this palace. They unfortunately realize that the portal behind them is no longer there, and they feel they must uh, continue forth for now to try and look for, scout out what they can find, find what they need to get to, and then hopefully Darius will be able to find the exit again as he did in his dream, as he thought he could in his dreams. The first door you guys arrived at, you peered in and you found this serpentine fishman, large and standing next to an altar uh, in what looks to be like a chapel dedicated to the snake god Mahan. Um, he, this, the, 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 the creature cast some spells to try and communicate with you guys. Darius wasn't really... <sighs> The stress of that interaction and not knowing how it was gonna go, Darius and the fish guy did not have like the best communication, which led to Darius still attacking, and the fish man got one good lightning attack off on on Darius and Temenos before he fell. Um, in the in there, you guys found that he on the altar was a shattered what could have been a shattered glass case with this red pillow with some like imprints. And there's like the sense of deja vu that fell over Darius and Thelum. Thelum, um, maybe his his deja vu, probably more so in the sense that like he feels like he's physically done this before. Uh, Darius is as in he feels like he's lived this before in another life, kind of. Darius decides he's going to embrace this feeling, this this deja vu, this to try and hopefully maybe embrace like these memories. Um, and he starts to feel good again, like he did in the auction house. You guys moved on to the next the next door you could find. It uh, ended up being this this garden of these blue flowers that Endian would know as being called the Atlantis flower this rare flower that grows only in the water in the darkness under the moonlight uh among other flowers but that's got like prominent one uh then Thelum is approached by this 
ghost who requests that they return back or turn the planetarium back on so that way her tortured soul could finally find peace and move on. She points out this medallion that looks like a coiled snake with a gem in the middle and says, if you do this, you can have that after I've passed. You can have this medallion. Uh, They go, they put it in the... um, This machine above the garden starts whirring and moving and lights uh, come through this like blue glass and it kind of makes like a three-dimensional star field as they all got to see kind of like what the cosmos looked like thousands of years ago. Um, And the ghost uh, in that getting to finally live that beauty again passes on to the next world and that is where we ended you are in the garden um i thought of this afterwards and i know we were right at the end last time uh what does darius know about like the history of femoria then like when did that come about um uh okay so you you remember your time in in lazard right Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Fomorian Ball? Yes. You were talking with uh, two professors who were also at the ball. And they had been talking about this. And it's this French theory. Um, and it's like not really... There's no support for either way at this point. But it... Because um, you remember your discussions with them. Like they were like the research field. Like what they kind of specialize in is... Um, the arrival of Fomoria, and they, there's there's theory that Fomoria is a celestial body that was not from this area and traveled, came to um, Fractera, and then got into the cycle. Um, there's not a lot on it because most people, um, I mean, it's it's it's. If this is accurate with like thousands of years, a lot of time has probably passed. We're like saying there's no no second moon almost sounds more like myth to mm-hmm. anyone who's looking and they see a second moon, right? So it's not a very largely studied or recognized theory, but there are people who are who've tracked it or are studying it to see how that's impacted things. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, after. <clears throat> Darius is in no rush to leave this just because he is fascinated by this room, but um, after we spent some time and the ghost has moved on, um, probably looking up and go, well, um, I mean, we can always come back here, but we should probably get going. I don't know what else is going to be around here. Agreed. Uh, Yes, sir. Lead the way. Uh, Continue up around the band. Up around yep. the circle band. <laughs> Tell them you sound so exhausted. Um, what happened up there? The fuck you up. <laughs> Tell them <laughs> such language. Uh, so yeah, so you're you're entering into the water at this point. Water, again. yeah. Um, obviously, your your air, you'll be able to swim just fine. Uh, heading up to the two o'clock position. Oh, I, d- I did mention before, yeah, because you guys are on the opposite side of the garden was a staircase leading up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so as, as you head up, you see this doorway uh, and on and a staircase leading down. Door. So the outer outer ring is the door. Inner ring is another staircase. I'll peek into the door. Oh, what do we think, friends? Do we want to take the stairs or, or door? I peek into the door. Uh, okay, uh, so you are peeking into this door. Give me a stealth check. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. You peek, and you look in. Uh, you see this large room with, like, thinner pillars than uh, were in the uh, uh, garden. But there's this, this large uh, open space that's possibly about maybe, like, 60 by 60 feet. There is this, like, raised platform at the back. Um, coral is spread widely throughout here. Uh, it looks as though it could be some kind of a ballroom type deal, but it's been abandoned and trashed. And there is in the middle of the, uh, uh, or on top of the platform, you see this giant statue of a hideous serpent with a lioness's face. Um, I open the door fully and I go in. Yeah. Um, again, no one's in there, but you're able to walk in, you know, you're, you're getting out of the water basically. So you'll slump down to the floor. Um, it's a bit wet, uh, murky in here. Uh, another space where like not a lot of people are at, but it is, um, I don't know, it's spacious. There's the different corals. Like I said, there's a lot of reds, yellows, and pink corals that seem to be in this palace. Uh, and then again, there's the the large statue. Um, Darius would be <clears throat> seeing that there seems to be no danger uh, following in after Thelum. Um, seeing the statue, does it seem to be? And I'll get closer as needed as well. Um, does it seem to be like? Because there's uh, Mahen and I'm forgetting the other one in the moment. Lamashtu. Lamashtu. Does this seem to be a depiction of Lamashtu, or would it possibly be more of, like, some other creature me, or person or something like that? Give me a religion check. I would love to. Ooh, that's gonna be pretty good. Um, that is a 23. As you're, like, looking at this, I mean, even Temenos, I think you, you feel this, like, you feel this kind of, like, a dark energy from it. I, I guess everyone can feel this. Everyone feels, like, this dark energy coming from it, and you... The the words Lamashtu escape your lips, basically, as you're looking at this this creature who is looking down. Um, as you're like inspecting it, you'll see behind it is like a dish where it seems like they might have put some sort of like um, tributes to it, like whatever. Um, which is you you see there is a, a dish full of. There is a bag, a small bag, and a potion of some sort. Um, since we <laughs> keep spending time between every time I'll do it, I will use up the last charge of my uh, Wand of Magic Detection to just see what magics are in this area so I don't get fucked up. You see, it, There's a, there, you do get a little bit of divine magic from the area, and then, yeah, transmutation is coming from the potion. Okay. And oh, actually, hold on. oh, both both the potion and the bag give off a transmutation it's, uh, radius, but the room itself gives off a strong, dark, divine feeling to it. Um, 
Okay. I mean, Darius is not <laughs> classically not afraid to steal from altars of worshipped deities. So that <laughs> is how we started off this. It's a defining yeah. trait. <laughs> um, so I think Darius seeing this would um, probably like, hesitate for a second, but then like scoop up both of those um, to take with us. And like not necessarily investigate them right now uh, just because we're on the move, but like make a note of them to check out later. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of everyone else who's kind of just in there or waiting around. You're looking around. You'll see like the sides of the ballroom, uh, like three on each side is like mostly caked in algae at this point or dirt or blood. But there are like these large six tapestries um, that I, if they were cleaned up, you might get like a more they might say something about this place that was once lived in, but um, at, as they are now, they're really just filthy. Arius, is that really the best idea at the moment? Um, I mean, it's not the worst idea I've had. Could be useful for us later on. Good point. Do, do you happen to know what those two objects are? Um, I mean, I got a feel for... They got some transmutation magic on them, but I don't got... Um, probably take me a little bit to get the exact um, identity of them. But, I mean, it's a potion of some sort, and then we got a fun little bag here. Okay, just, just be careful, friend. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Darius thinks about saying this isn't the first time I've sold from a temple, but then is like, mm, I should, <laughs> I should not say that in this moment. <laughs> Does anybody have any cleaning magics? Not exactly. Let me look at one thing to see if it works on other stuff besides people. I don't think it would work like this. I do have that cleansing stone that made <laughs> Thelum's shirt white. I don't think it would work on any of these things, though. It's kind of a what you're holding on your person type situation. All right. I'm just wondering because I can't really tell what these tapestries are trying to say. You think they need you know, a wash? I, I, I don't see why... I mean, I don't see why you couldn't. Uh, I imagine the cleansing stone. Like, I know it's supposed to. I don't know it, it, the way it reads. I don't know it, how how we were doing. If it was just like a pulse from it that cleans the area, or if you're like rubbing it like soap or something like that. I I don't think there's any. I don't see a problem with using the cleansing stone to clean tapestries with it. Okay, then yeah, I'll go around to the tapestries and just slowly um, just going around the room uh, cleaning each one of them. Um, yeah, so you start cleaning these areas, um, and, or these, these tapestries, and they seem to be very hero worship, right? So, like, they're very, it seems like whatever the civilization, they, like, had their heroes, and that's who they put on a pedestal, and, like, that's, like, what these ballrooms are. And you see, like, just tapestry, rich tapestries of, like, different, maybe important men that have come from this place, uh, and maybe like a little bit of um, maybe an important events or important holidays might also be depicted on some of them. But you do get a good sense of like 
they're very proud of like their heroes. Um, this may be a stretch, <laughs> but like with any of these depictions of heroes or even events and things like that, could I connect back to any possible like myths of the world? Like, I don't think it would be in like true history books at this point, but like myths of heroes of legend or things like that, that may still persist from this civilization. Yeah. Um, you, uh, maybe, okay. So yeah, one of them maybe is that like you see, you kind of connect the dot of like a myth of someone who took like this, this bull, uh, that supposedly like controls like the, the earth and like dragged it into the water to help expand the size of this place. So like as he was dragging the bull into the water, the land came with him as he's like pulling further and further. And you like there's like myths about these like kind of you can see kind of connections like someone wrestling a bull and like you see these connections of like um yeah, these stories of of people who did great deeds to alter the world around them physically. And like you've got like that myth of like the um the man and the bull and the interesting um yeah i would explain that uh to the others of just like yeah this is i mean we got heard myths about this but it seems to be that they were possibly actually from this city or at least this is where the myth got started i don't know i don't know how much of this is fact or um embellishment after the fact uh actually give me uh give me a history check Sure. Ooh, that's a natural 20 for a total of 27. So in the history of the Zealous Chain, um, you know at some point you guys were a pretty powerful empire yourself. Uh, you spread out, you conquered, you probably, you know, like took on other cultures, cities at some point too as well. Um, you see, you know, at some point, um, you guys, it's not really recorded. Why? Maybe because you guys don't want to talk about your losses as much, but like, there's like, you know, there's points where like you stop expanding. There's like a, there was like a, a long period where there seemed to be peace where like you aren't expanding more. Um, and you do, one of the banners does show off a man um, sing, like supposedly single-handedly pushing out of the way hordes of goblin folk. Um, so at some point, possibly, like you could have, like there might be more connection to this mysterious civilization rooted in reality that just seems to be glossed over or erased. But it seems as though, like you, you, your people have made contact with their people before. Interesting. Um, how big are these tapestries? They are very large. They hang down from the ceiling. Uh, we'll say like seventy by forty. Okay, that's huge. All right. Um, well, maybe not. I think that's wrong. Because I'm looking at my <laughs> my actual map here. Um, <laughs> we'll give it a good fifty by thirty. 
Okay, yeah, so these are far larger than anything I can uh, take with us, in the moment at least. Um, okay, that's all I got then. Because if they were small, like if they were like smaller, thinner panels, Darius was going to uh, take some of them with us, but that doesn't seem possible. Yeah. Well, could you roll it up and put it in the bag of holding? Um, it has to be... Because if you roll it up, it's a lot smaller. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, if it's that big, though, it's... I mean, now we're getting into the real technicals of like, okay, how many (laughs) pounds and feet does this take up? Because I already have a bunch of nonsense in the bag that I could drop if necessary, but... Because it can hold up to 500 pounds, and I already have almost 200 pounds in there, and then 64 cubic feet. And we got to do some geometry as to how big these would be rolled up. You could possibly get one or two of them, I think. I'm looking at a... <laughs> I found an image of a guy uh, with a, a pallet of wood that are <laughs> bag of holding sized. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think I think you could fold up, roll up, fold up one or two of them. Um, let's say there's six of them. Uh, you know, whichever ones you're interested in. I think if I can really only take one, um, and I would turn to the others. I mean, if we got again a little bit of time, I forget how tall are the ceilings in here. In here, it's um, sixty feet. This ballroom is is large. Ooh, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get up there to like take them down, though, without destroying it. I should be able to get up there to drop I can lift it you up. We gotta get we gotta get 60 feet up in the air. I can, I can get up there. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, if we... It, and, like, pointing to the one that shows more of the goblinoid folk. I mean, we, again, we got myths about this, but we don't have a lot of, like concrete history about why the chain stopped expanding and this seems to be an explanation for it. So I'd like, if we can, take it back with us to see if others may know something more about this. Yeah, I, th- I think you'd know, um, for instance, New Veneer might pay a pretty penny for one of these things. Yeah. You think the Zell's chain might pay a pity, uh, pretty penny more for that specific one if you sold mm-hmm. it to them. Um, and, and so as I'm noting, like, so a lot of the ones that are just like on the ground that aren't touching the walls, those are on the ground. So yeah, Indian, uh, eventually, like as you're getting up there, you will get to pop into water and then you should be able to also swim up there as well. If beyond oh, just, yeah, true. just climbing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's been taking notes on how not like not physical notes, mental notes on how much easier it's been for her to climb just like trees and things and looks for like a support pillar to climb up to where the water is yeah so like there's like those little black dots those are all pillars so you're able to get on to the one of them um you start climbing up and it's like as you're sticking to it a little more and more than normal um maybe you're just noticing it the 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 suction more because of the water but you get up there into the water you can like basically swim over there unhook it it drops down you guys can Fold it up, shove it in a bag. Um, uh, I'll say, like, this seems like a pretty, obviously, pretty vacant room. Pretty empty, but... uh, The presence of this statue is fairly unsettling. 
Yeah, I think then Darius has sufficiently looted this room of everything interesting to him. <laughs> um, and yeah, I would look up. I mean, uh, thanks for indulging me. Um, I guess we can keep moving then. All right. Where to next? Do we want to try to... We're going we to keep following the circle. Keep you following. guys want to try the stairs? I mean, it might not be bad to just clear out the bottom and then move up. Here we go downstairs. Okay, you're going downstairs. Can I get stealth checks from everyone? Stealthies. I like rolling stealthies. Ooh. Ooh. Let's roll oh, a seven in a handbasket. <laughs> um, Darius got a ten. Uh, and then got an 18. <laughs> what did, what did, uh, Tepinos get? 17. 17. And what did Thelum get? 13. As you guys are heading down the stairs, it's, the light, um, is no longer the glowing. It's starting to get darker, murkier waters. You feel like this vibration in the air. As sound travels so much faster in the water, and this like this murmuring and chittering, and it feels like whatever is down these stairs is a mass of creatures, and it it only gets louder as you go down. Are you continuing down? I guess it's up to... I assume Darius or Thelma are in front, so it's up to them, really. Yeah, I would definitely pause at, like, the mass of chittering coming from the basement. Um, and probably just, like, look back to everyone to make sure that they're also hearing it, that it's not just a him thing, because that happens sometimes. Um, I mean, are we... Do we want to keep... Sounds like there's a lot of nasty things down here. We just, If we want to keep going, we just got to be ready for it. I wouldn't I be just against see what it going is. upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going downstairs, I guess we're going downstairs. Let me go check it out. I cast Pass Without a Trace. All right, um, you head down, possibly as you're floating down the water, because um, you have more control over your body with the bubble. And it gets, like I said, it's getting murkier and darker. And it gets, it goes down for a bit and leads to uh, another, like, set of stairs that turn. And then it just keeps going further down. And it just, the loudness of this chittering, you get a sense of deja vu. A, kind of like a panic almost. You may not feel the panic right now, but you get the feeling that you've had this panic before. Um, you feel like this is where they live as you're going down here. And that's why you get this large chittering of this this hotless, this just mass of people 
fish creatures, possibly, that all live below the palace, and they live in this these quarters, and it's just the the sound is almost like it's hard to think with how loud it is as you're getting down here. Am I able to see them? Uh, do you want to keep going until you see them? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was your stealth? And that's plus 10, and it's plus 10 now with your pass? 23. You are heading down until you find a hole. Like, it looks like you, you get to this area where there's these the stairs lead down, and you see a... From this chamber, you see four other sets of stairs that also lead down here. And you see a hole. And it looks like there might have been bars on the, the hole at one point, but it's mostly all snapped and broken off, and there's, like, maybe a little bit of pipe sticking out. But it's just this hole... And as you approach down and you peek your head down and you start to kind of crawl down, you see this large open cavern of hundreds, thousand fish people all nesting and chittering in this cavern. Swarming and floating around and if it doesn't seem like they've noticed you right now. But again, it's lucky you have your pass without trace because as you're getting down here, and like I said, it, it was a kind of a distance to even get to them, but like the sound in water is tra- helps set, like water helps sound travel pretty far, like pretty fast. So you're getting to this point, like you feel like they don't notice you maybe right now because you're, you're sneaking, but like being any kind of loud instance might alert the them to you. And they are all these gnarled um, fishy uh, creatures. Okay, I just wanted to confirm. I'm going back up. What's the what's the situation down there, Thelm? That's where ninety nine percent of the population is. <clears throat> I see. All right. Okay. So not looking at it. If we can't confirm it. This might be the only entrance. Because I didn't see any other entryways. So if you want to eliminate future bouts, blowing this up, paving it in, is an option. Maybe we could try communicating with them first. Maybe we could see... Like, I don't know. You're welcome to try. What does the group think? Does the group think we should try and get rid of them? Should we try to, like, block them off? Like Thelem said, or 
should we try to communicate with them? I think for right now, we don't do anything. If they're a good ways down and don't seem to be coming up towards us, they don't seem to be keen on coming up into the palace. So I think we use that to our advantage and avoid the general populace. Agreed. Okay. So you start heading back up to the the base floor. Mm-hmm. Um, can I get perceptions from everyone? Love to. <laughs> um, I got a five. <laughs> Fifteen. Twenty-three. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, as you guys are you're you're climbing back up this Temenos, you hear. You know, Temenos, you, you can smell it. You can kind of smell the scent of blood coming from around one of the vents. Um, and you notice peeking out uh, is... You see, you see two swarms of maybe like baby fishmen, maybe? Like, like these like, like blood frenzied like hatchlings. And you see a serpentine fishman, and then you see two fish fishmen who are like still have like kind of like human features. Like instead of like fish eyes, it's like bulged out human eyes, and they're like just jacked, uh, and they're like just scales and gills everywhere, and they're uh, whatever. It doesn't look like they're fully transformed into whatever they would transform into, but they're walking behind this marrow and these two. Um, swarms. So they're coming around the bend right now. Are they? So they're coming from where we just were down the hall, correct? Uh, they're coming from uh, clockwise. Okay. Got you. Um, I'm going to let the group know to just kind of like take everyone take a step back. Maybe not completely down the stairs, but just like out of the hallway. And then just let them know like what I'm smelling and sensing. I don't think we should be down the stairs. They could be going over here. I don't know to sleep. Should we let them know of our presence or should we try and hide somewhere else? I assume the ballroom. Okay. How how close are they? Uh, I'll say they are about a thousand feet. <laughs> 60 feet away. Shit. Never mind, they'll see us. I believe that's the range of uh, Temenos' nose. <laughs> uh, okay, never mind. We can't cross without see, without having them see us. We'll yeah, just stay in the dark. You guys are going to stay in the, in the staircase in the dark? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm following uh, Thelum's lead at this point, but am ready because I really don't want any of these people to get past us down and waking up the uh, general populace. <laughs> also, like, to kill pull a bunch of babies. <laughs> and then start making a uh, prayer to Asana Vita. Just like to make everything just be as peaceful as possible. Whereas Darius is ready to punch some baby fish people. <laughs> <laughs> and Dean is pulled back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can I get new stealth checks from everyone? And um, my pass, pass while the trace yeah. is still on. Yes. 
Does that affect everyone around you, right? Yes. Okay. That is much better. Um, Darius got a 28. 28? I only got a 27. Oh, look who's the stealthy one now. Uh, I rolled a nat one on my first one and a 10 on my advantage. <laughs> a Temenos rolled a 17 again. Is that with the plus 10? Oh, no, that was, and sorry, 27. 27. Okay. Thelum got a 32. Shit. <laughs> All right. I rolled a nat 20, so I had a 24 perception check to notice you. <laughs> Ooh, oh man! Oh boy! <laughs> I was very like, is this it? <laughs> they, um, you guys slink back into the darkness, and it seems as though they pass right on by you guys without a trace. You've dodged yeah. a, you've dodged a bullet. Um, to kill some babies. Yeah. Thank you, Sanavita. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a polygon reveal just to get more of this hallway for you guys. It's like that's kind of like where you're able to see as you're going towards that one o'clock position. So now yeah. you know, I, I think some important notes here is A, you know that again, like 99% of the population lives below the palace. Down is bad. It does seem as though there are patrols in the palace, however. So. You can, as long as you're able to dodge patrol or take them out without causing a fuss, you think you should be good. Um, I think it's not hard to realize, like, if you guys are loud as shit, you might alert not only the guards, but the swarm below. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know. You guys uh, need a total of 30 loudness points before the swarm <laughs> activates and comes for you, you are sitting at 10. Ooh, okay, okay. Oh, oh boy. Glad so many of my offensive spells are thunder-based. <laughs> really, really limits me on what I can do down here. All right. Um, think then we should hurry along uh, from the direction they came, we'll at least have a little bit of time before the next patrol comes through um, mm -hmm. if they're heading in the opposite direction. Okay. I will enter, well, peek into the next door. Into the next door? That okay. we see. So, yeah, you pass by some more red coral. Uh, to your right is the door that from the outer ring. To your left is a hallway of water. Uh, and as you peek into the other room. Uh, give me a stealth check as you're peeking in. Peek. 31. You peek in and you just see kind of like a little bit of a like another hallway and it seems as though there are a bunch of doors on this hallway. Hmm. I'll open it up for the gang to see. You guys want to go looting? Um, I mean, could be a barracks of where the palace patrol or the palace guards stay um which we can then either avoid or take advantage of their unreadiness okay let me do this I will enter in sneakily try to check the doors one by one if it is a barracks 
All right. Um, yeah. So the first door to your left here, the first successful door, um, it looks like it, you look in it and it looks like it's like maybe kind of a small supply closet of some sort. Um, there is a chest in there. Okay. What about the next one? Uh, the next one is somewhat supply closet. It looks like there is some sort of chamber pot that was once used a long time ago. Uh, just kind of rotting like filth in the corner. Uh, doesn't, it, I guess I don't know how, how excrement looks after thousands of years of not being introduced more excrement, but uh, that's it. <laughs> that's a really, real old, nasty uh, wet chamber pot. This is all the both of these closets are filled with water, basically. Then peeking into the next door. Uh, it's a bedroom. You see a bed. Then what about across it? Another bed. And you find that's these next few houses. The or next house, next uh, six rooms are all. Actually, you know, I take it back. You can't get past that one with the red. There's nothing in there. But it's just coral whatever um blocking it but everything else has uh it's just the uh you see like cots for people to be sleeping on you find one of them has you see a cloak that is kind of in the corner and you find t uh throughout the rooms you'll find 10 pearls and a, a another like small bag. Okay. And then um, what about the door at the end of the hallway? You go inside this one, and it is a small armory. Uh, it is um, some non, some basically some degraded armor, and uh, you see like tridents and javelins and stuff like that as well. Okay. Well, I'll go back out to the bend where the gang is and tell them it's safe to come inside. Yeah, Darius would have seen um, Thelum go like towards the armory door, would have moved further into the room, seeing that it was clear so that we weren't as far away. Um, but yeah, um, would yeah, I... Did you would, um, would my uh, detect magic still be up? It lasts for 10 minutes. I don't know about how long it's been since we were in the uh, ballroom. Because I cast that like before we started taking down tapestries and things like that. Right. Um, roll a 1d6. Three. You have three minutes left on this. Okay, yeah. Uh, then, I mean, I'll the same thing just to see if anything, like the bag or the cloak or anything yeah. that's remaining is magical. Okay, so as you're moving in, you notice the chest in the first room pings off. We'll say it's a, it may be like an abjuration. Um, maybe a little abjurational transmutation um, coming from inside the chest. Uh, the cloak from, the cloak and the bag give off a transmutation and a... Also, it just gets transmutation as well. Um, I'm not sure else what it would also be, but... That's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, the cloak and the bag are magical, too. There's something magical inside of that chest as well. 
Um, don't know if any of us are... I'm going to go take a closer look at the chest uh, after mentioning that just to see, like... Okay. Does it yeah. seem to be locked, like an obvious lock on the outside, or... Nope, just, uh, it seems whatever's in it, it's like uh, some fabric, like this. there's a cloak in there that's wrapped up, and if you, like, are unfolding it, you'll see another one of those coiled medallions with the gem in the middle that you guys okay. got in the um, garden. Yeah, which seems to be more of the symbol of Mehen. Because um, the priest had a similar type mad, uh, amulet, but it was smaller. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I don't really care for the loot here, so I would just give everything to Darius. Yeah, I'm just shoving shit in my bag. <laughs> like, whenever, if we, I'm assuming we'll probably end up resting here, uh, just, like, when we have time, if we're fully sleeping or even a short rest, to start uh, taking a look at stuff. Yeah, uh, so, I guess, are you, I guess if you're hidden, heading out of the barracks, um, again, so, you can go to the 12 o'clock position, which I'll let me um, reveal that. This is the second time you've seen like a one of the hallways has gone to the middle, at least. Um, yeah, I'm assuming we're doing a similar pattern of Thelum's peeking at the door and the rest of us are hanging back a yeah, little bit. I'm going to check where Double the doors. control is, though. Okay, um, you get to the this door and you notice it's a little bit more uh, like a heavier set door. Uh, and it, oh, also, let me just, that's uh, another staircase that goes up, down the hallway, you see, uh, instead of another door, it leads, re- like, leads to, like, some, like, rubble, where the next door would be, it's just something might have, like, caved in or something, and then in this door, it's, like, a lot more heavier set, and there's no, like, handles or, like, pushing, um, but there is, there is this image of, uh, of a snake, and it's missing one of its eyes. Can I try to put the medallion in it? Yeah, you. It it fits perfectly in there, and the jewel kind of like, and the shape of it acts as a eye, and the door slowly creaks open. It doesn't seem as though like this is necessarily automatic, but there is like a lot of water. It seems like it's just it did float open. You could probably shut it if you wanted to. But from this point, uh, yeah, the medallion opens up the thing. And you are, you see another, a a 20-foot hallway leading to another door, another heavy set door. And it looks like on that door, there's a snake and it is missing the other eye. I look to Darius. Um, I mean, I guess the question is, did we take the medallion back from the planetarium? Yes, that's the one that I... Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you had taken that. Then, yeah, I'll, Darius will hand over the one that we got from the barracks. And I'll put that one in. And it slowly opens up. And what you are treated to is... Uh, you see this 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 open... It's not as large as the ballroom, but this open room um, that has yellow coral on like the back edge and the side and it's like a almost like like there's a staircase that descends into this pit 
um, but there's like a platform around it and kind of off to the side. And it seems as though it's um, going further, like into like if you step it further into it, it's like going stepping like into like a pool as of uh, uh, you see shimmering beneath this this water is uh, just a fuck ton of gold and treasures. I looked at Darius again. I am. <laughs> Darius is like chomping at the bit. Just like, this is what we fucking do, people. <laughs> um, I probably have like a minute left on my detect magic. Is there any magical shenanigans in here? Yeah, you get this sense of transmutation magic going on. Like a pretty central area of this. Um, does it like, is it the whole of the pool itself or something inside of the pool? Something in the room. There is, we got magic here. And if this is a treasury of sorts, it may be protection. Cause it doesn't look like it's coming from one thing specifically. So we should just be careful grabbing anything. Um, I'm looking at my inventory if there's anything helpful for this moment <laughs> is there any warning any writing if you want to give me some perception checks yeah i mean yeah darius would be trying to see like if there are any signs of like traps or protections or things like that i mean it's shitty but i did get a natural 20 but that Ooh. with perception is reduced down to an 18. <laughs> um i Geminos also rolled a 22. Ooh, nice job, Temnos. Ooh, okay. You see scratch marks on the walls and and some of the ground. Not they're not n like deep gashes, so you don't really recognize them at the moment. And it just maybe you thought maybe just some rough stonework, but you realize there are like claw marks in the stone here. This possibly has been lived in. Something big has been here for a while. You guys not notice the uh, markings? Darius is like looking around and then just always just like his eyes fall back to the giant pool full of golden gems. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see that now. I see what you mean. I mean, we don't, we can come back here later. This seems pretty well guarded. I don't think any of the patrols are going to be coming in here. Um, just to snoop around if we needed two keys to get in. But I'm also real keen <laughs> to get something. But I don't Thelum, want to put us in unnecessary danger. Thelum will pick up one gold. Thelum will pick up one gold. I need a constitution save from Thelum. 16. Dragon madness. Okay. Um, the gold burns to the touch. Uh, you think you can handle it right now, but it... it, the, it absolutely burns to hold. Oh, this is old stuff. I will throw it back to the pile. Okay, now I need a charisma save. Hasn't <laughs> our gold been burning us already? Uh, it's been in your set. Yeah, it's been in your pouch, so you haven't touched it at all. Yeah, so that was some <laughs> weird. Yeah, this charisma I think is new, though. That is a 19. Uh, Yeah, you feel as though some kind of magic is like you felt like as you're trying to throw, like so, like your body is like trying to stop itself, but you go ahead and you chuck the coin to uh, Darius, I assume. 
No, I chucked it down to the pile. Oh, to the pile. Okay, 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 okay. Never mind. Uh, is, is that bad? Is something bad happen? I will try to check my own gold to see if it also burned. It does. Uh, give me a con save. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. Uh, take uh, four fire damage as you are it like singes you on some sensitive spots. It's private parts? Yeah. Oh, why are you putting your gold there, Thelen? And then, um, I will put it back. What? Do I need to do a charisma? No. Uh, so, sorry, as you, so you're, you're looking at that, and like a glamour dropping, this glittering, you see this, gl- everyone else is like seeing this glittering, um, a, like, off in the pile of, of stuff, like this glimmering lights as it appearing in front of you is this large um, glimmering crystalline dragon uh, reveals itself. And I think that's where we're gonna end the episode. Oh, fuck. Jesus. He's not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> but if you leave a message, you won't respond. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for yeah, listening okay. to this week's episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I kind of just forgot about that. <laughs> uh, if you want to uh, hit up the IDL, you want to talk about stuff, you can always hit up the IDL at IDL underscore PGS or hashtag bookworms. If you'd like to ask about circular hallways, you can always hit me up on Twitter at Bumblescum. If you would like to... Uh, 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 look at tap, clean some tapestries. You can always ask for tips from Adam at Little Grove. If you would like to climb some pillars underwater, yeah. you can always hit up Baka Zombie at Zombie Baka. If you would like to sniff out some fish, you can always hit up Kane at Kane underscore Walner. And you're just gonna have to wait for a second if you want to talk to Kyle. He's doing his thing. He's scouting ahead. So like, uh, you're gonna reveal his location if you bother him too much. All right, goodbye.